Poppy, how we doing, brother? What's up, man? Uh, it's, 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 it's different to talk to you with the headset on as opposed to just you being right here to my right. Um, but this is the new Poppy and Holman Sports Lab for the time being. Yeah, hopefully this stays a little consistent for us. We can continue to do this. We might have to go back to audio only because this seems to be a goddamn disaster. Yeah, this is this this is this has been tough for those for those of you that watch the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. You might have to punt on it for now until the until the Carroll County High School football season is over. Uh, whether that be the regular season for the FSK Eagles or that be hopefully a state championship for the FSK Eagles. Oh no, we're gonna be a good team this year, brother. Look, based on based on what you based on what you've showed me, based on what you've told me, it sounds like you are going to be a pretty good team. I think we're. I speak for everybody that is affiliated with the Bobby and Holman Sports Lab in one way or another. That we are very excited for you. We're hoping for nothing but the best. Of course, I'm a Century Knight. Always will be to the day that I die. But this year, I am cheering for FSK because of my boy being on the coaching staff. Any other time, I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, it's uh. I, I think we're actually. I think we're gonna be a pretty good team this year, man. I uh, I got a lot of confidence in in on both sides of the ball. Um, I got a lot of confidence in this in this coaching staff. I got a lot of confidence in these in these uh, young men. So and I'm sure it, it grows every day. The more and more you're around them, the more and more, I guess, chemistry you guys build. The better that the better that it gets. So, um, what you're seeing now, I'm sure, is going to be completely different from what you see a month from now. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we we just you know I made sure I reiterated today. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. If we're coming into practice and we're just repeating bad habits and we're doing the wrong shit, what are we doing here? Like, right. you can't practice bad habits. That's going to lead to bad habits during the game. Don't practice them. Wipe them clean. Right. If you have bad habits, it's okay. Let's fix. Let's turn them into better habits. Yeah. My thing is, is like, I don't care if you make a mistake, right? If you make a mistake on the field, it happens. You're going to make mistakes as a player. We're going to make mistakes as a coach. Refs are going to make mistakes as a ref. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Just give me effort. That's all I ask. Right. Just give me effort. That is it. Exactly. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's good to be here. It's good to be giving this a shot. We have a fantasy draft in about an hour and 15 minutes or so. Um, uh, Hour and twelve minutes. Um, spoke to uh, spoke to league commissioner Timber Olson earlier today. He has the number five pick in the draft. I picked number. I picked ninth. I picked number four. Okay, so you're right in front of Timber. Um, he was he was giving me like a little bit of insight as far as what he wants to do is with his first round pick. Nick um, Chubb and Devontae Adams. No, <laughs> no, no. Those neither of those two names were. were were named by him. Changed man. He's a changed man. I know. Well, he also told me he's not. He's not really used to picking like the in like the whole middle round type of deal. Uh. He's he's either he's either used to doing really good and picking toward the back and having somewhat back to back picks, mm-hmm. or stinking it up and picking toward the front, where you you gotta wait a while before you get to your next pick, but then you do do back to back after that. Yeah, that uh. Dude, I, I had the worst luck in that league last year. Like, I had a good team. I think I was, like, top five in points scored, but I was also top five in points against. Like, I always yeah. put up numbers, but every week somebody always put up numbers against me. 
it was it was painful. Like if I scored two hundred points, I lost two hundred to two hundred two, and that was the only person that was going to beat me that week. I just fell victim to the schedule. It was what it was. Sometimes that happens. It is what it is. Yeah, um, I had I had I had pretty different pretty different fortune last year. The one person I I think I lost maybe three games twice to the same person. One of those times was eventually the championship. I, I may have lost a little bit more than that, but my team was pretty good last year. So, fingers crossed I do it again. I'm not too optimistic. It's like, I haven't done nearly, I haven't done nearly as much preparation for this league as I have for our other league. I've done one mock draft, and that was earlier today. For, uh, for the ones today? Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I gotta draft for a 10-man league tonight instead of a 12-man league. I was like, oh, and shit, I also have the number four pick. What am I gonna do? Yeah, I've done it twice. I've done I've done two now at this point. So I have an idea of who I'm going with. Um, I know what I know the strategy for at least my first four picks. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it works out in my favor. Um, fingers crossed. We'll see how it plays out. Hour and ten minutes from now. Um, my question to you. Got a quick question about that. How do you feel about Alvin Kamara? Suspended for three games, he's going to come back. He's going to have a, a long stretch of being a productive running back. But, dude, you can get him in the fifth, sixth, seventh round in drafts because it's only a three-game suspension. Like He's not missing a ton of time. How do you feel about that? You know, it's tough because Alvin Kamara does, you know, has an incredible skill set. Great runner, great great pass catcher out of the backfield. So, and he, and he can really run any route in the route tree. Uh, which is something that's also really, really rare from a running back to be able to do all three. Um, you know, it, it, it is rare. Um, he had somewhat of a down year last year, so that also is a little bit concerning heading into this year mm-hmm. um, with with a pretty dynamic rookie that does a lot of the same things that he does, backing him up now. He's injured. I don't know. I forget what his injury was and to what yeah. degree, but um believe he did end up getting injured in practice or one of the preseason games. Um, Keandre Miller out of TCU. Is it T A N? Okay, I got it. Uh, no, I don't. The Keandre Miller that I found is a um, defenseman for the New York Rangers. So, Be- believe it's Keandre Miller. Hold on, give me one second. Let me do. I'll do my research on that. Uh, no, not Ravens. NFL standings, South Saints roster, running back. I think it's, Ken, I think it's Kendry Miller. Kendry Miller, yeah. K-E-N-D-R-E Miller. K-E-N-D-R-E Kendry Miller. Let's see here. Um, News... Happened maybe about two weeks ago, week and a half, somewhere in there. August twenty second. Um, that was three days ago. I probably didn't update the date on this podcast. Sure didn't. The good news is, this is the fifteenth, okay. and it's actually twenty fifth. So just one little tiny change there. Boop! Look at that. Now it's the right day. Um, he was hurt in the first preseason game, and played in the second. Okay, so not a significant injury. Um, yeah. I knew he faced some sort of injury. I wasn't sure to um, to what degree. 
Um, but the whole Alvin Kamara thing, you know, that's that's really it's 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 tough sledding. That's not a guy who I'm trusting to be my RB one. Oh um, no. In in fantasy, um, I think he can give you RB one numbers on probably more weeks than not. Some weeks. But that's 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 not a guy that. Like if I draft him to be my first running back, mm. okay, cool. But at the same time, I'm not boasting to everybody that oh yeah, I, I drafted Alvin Kamara in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, whenever, whenever the hell, whenever the hell I get him. You know, I'm not entirely. If 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 he is your first running back taken, you're getting a guy who has the potential to be a top fifteen, top ten running back in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think you are more so bragging about the fact that you have a stellar receiving core for fantasy football, not necessarily the fact that you have Alvin Kamara as your running back number one. That's fair. I was just curious what your take was on that. I mean, it's only a three-game suspension. He's a very productive running back in a PPR league. That's a guy that you maybe want to target in those middle to late rounds um, if he's still sitting there. Um, I think a lot of the lack of production last year was just how not dynamic that offense was. With Andy Dalton running it, yeah, um, you know it's the offense definitely was definitely a lot more dynamic when Jameis Winston was still starting at quarterback. Oh yeah, don't know why he never got an opportunity to get back out there. Um, yeah, he got the short end, and why he it, signed back with them as the backup is beyond me. Right, it, like I find it very hard pressed to think that there are thirty-two quarterbacks better than Jameis. But really, thirty, uh, thirty-two. There is not thirty-two quarterbacks better than Jameis Winston in the NFL. No. Shout out to Harley. Uh, it's blurred out. I saw, I saw like a little black streak there. I was about to say, oh, it's, a, it's an omen. Something's about to happen to you. Well, it's blurred out on um, Teams, but it's not blurred out for the people in the on the on the podcast. Uh, so they yeah, can... I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even messing with it. I took down the Yana jersey. Um, right behind me is now uh, Mr. Money Manziel himself. Had to throw the one up. Had to throw the one up there because of the documentary that released on netflix or hbo one of the two i think it was netflix i don't have netflix anymore of course they released the the swamp kings you know about the florida gators i don't have fucking have you heard anything about that yeah tyler has told me he's watched it once he's actually re-watching it a second time he said it's fucking good he said he loves it i've heard it's fucking awful really i've heard it's fucking terrible yeah interesting because like, because like the whole the whole thing with the Florida Gators, that Florida Gators team is, you know, you know, take away from the fact that you know they had arguably the greatest college football player of all time, right? They won so many games, back to back national championships. You know, they were they were really that bridge between like the Miami Hurricane days and you know the early Ohio State Buckeye teams and Nebraska Cornhuskers. They they were the bridge between the that time and the modern college football. It was that short three year span where they were the best team in college football and nobody and nobody could really touch them. So there's so there's so much positive to talk about coming from that. Winning so often, having this wholesome Christian man as the face of your university, having your team win game after game, you know, the whole John three 16 on the eye black, winning the Heisman, rang in the end zone, all that stuff. It's a great story, but at the same time, all the shit that surrounded that team is insane. Yeah. They did they never went so this is what I this is what I saw. They never went over why Cam Newton was picked off that team. 
because Cam Newton was Tim Tebow's backup before he went before he got kicked off the team, went to JUCO, then went to Auburn, and then tore the fucking league up. Right, right. So they never discussed that. They never talked about Aaron Hernandez. They never talked about Riley Cooper. We have never talked. Never talked about the Pouncey twins. They're not gonna talk about Aaron Hernandez. But like, then again, if you're if you're doing this in depth four episode, um, like like four four episode series about one of the most polarizing college football teams of our generation, if not the most polarizing, you would think that you would want to talk about everything surrounding that team. Not necessarily what happened with Aaron Hernandez when he got to the NFL. You know, you know, murdering Odin Lloyd and going to prison for that. Like, you, like you don't have to talk about that because that wasn't you know affiliated with college. But Aaron Hernandez got into a fight in college, mm-hmm. a bar fight. The Pouncey Twins, the the Pouncey Twins, they weren't you know like Tim Tebow esque type personalities. Yeah, like, they weren't like this this gold personality. You know, t- the whole Riley Cooper thing where he said a racial slur and got cut from the Eagles shortly thereafter that. Uh, Carlos Dunlap getting caught from a DUI the day before they played Alabama in one of their, in the SEC title game and lost, which was the, the eventual demise of what happened in Florida. You know, there's so much that surrounded that team. It's a shame that not a lot of it got talked about. It was almost an opportunity for them to raise Urban Meyer to seem like this great, this great guy. Mm-hmm. When just because it worked at Florida, it worked at University of Miami, Ohio, it worked at Ohio State, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for the NFL, which it clearly did. And there were so many skeletons in the closet that came out from his time in the NFL mm-hmm. that it's almost like, why not talk about more of the shit that happened there? Right. That's a good point. I get it. You have, you have to focus on the good things because there was so much good that surrounded that team. Right. But at the same time, there's also so many other stories they could have included that they chose not to. Oh, 100%. Like, we don't care about the fucking wins. I don't care. I, I don't care how many games you won. That's great. That's set in stone. You know, nobody's taking any of that away. That is what it is. Right. That is, that is what it is now at this point. What I want to know is what didn't we see? What happened off the field? Like when, like when the U got their thirty for thirty done, not once but twice. It went so much more in depth to shit that happened off the field. True. And that, and that's that's all that's all we want to fucking see. Youngstown boys with um, Jim Tressel and Maurice Claret. That was another thirty for thirty. That that went into a whole lot of off the field stuff that happened too. Same thing with Tro- Trojan Horse with U- with USC Matt Liner mm-hmm. and Reggie Bush. There was so much off the field stuff that happened there that they had no problem discussing on a. I mean, ESPN's a cable network. They had no problem talking about these cable network. They had no problem talking about these topics on cable network. Mm-hmm. But they won't talk about it on Netflix. It's just strange to me. Like there, there was it was just a missed opportunity. I'm sure it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. I don't plan on getting Netflix anytime soon. They're charging um, way too much for that shit. Right, charging way too much for it. Um, so I'm sure it was <coughs> really good, but um, I, I heard that there was just a lot of missed opportunities with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, 
until until we watch it, I guess we'll never know. Um, it is what it is, but let's keep it uh, let's keep it rolling here since we are on a, on a smidgen of a timeline. Well, one thing that I do want to talk about as far as fantasy goes, um, there's been a video that came out out of Vikings and Cardinal camp. I'm sure you saw it. Former Ravens wide receiver Hollywood Brown getting absolutely manhandled in one-on-one drills. Does that does that video raise any raise any concern as far as Hollywood Brown's draft position in fantasy? In your opinion, dude, I'm staying away from the Cardinals, the entire team, defense, offense, everybody. I'm staying the fuck away from them. I think the only person that I would entertain drafting would probably be James Conner. Because he's shown the most consistency out of anybody on the team. Well, the thing is, is who else in the pass game scares you from that team? Nobody. Like, nobody else frightens me at all. Not Zach Ertz, not Trey McBride, not Rondale Moore. um, Like, nobody. Like, nobody else scares me on that offense. I'm staying away from them. I personally would not draft anybody from the Cardinals team. But it's your team. You do what you want. Me, personally... I'll stay away from him. And I like Hollywood Brown. He's you know, he's a sooner. The Ravens drafted him. I was over the moon about it. He didn't pan out as well as I was hoping. He had some some issues with the, with the hands um and, and some dropsies, but I mean, I saw I saw the jersey hung up in the closet. I saw the jersey as well. Yep. Um but I but you saw the video, correct? Uh I actually have not. When okay. when did this video come out today? Maybe maybe 2 3 days ago. Mm. Mm. There's a video of him. Do, there's a video of him doing one-on-ones with Byron Murphy. Hey, it's a serviceable corner. Serviceable corner, but Hollywood was running like he had a, a ten-pound bag of shit strapped to his back. He might have. Who knows? He, he like he just looked so slow. Like maybe he didn't give a fuck. If that's the case, okay, whatever. But but it was like it was so bad to where Byron Murphy turned receiver and Hollywood just like stood there and watched. They probably fucking burnt out, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But like my new schedule, I'm up at five thirty in the morning. I leave the house by at the latest quarter after six. I'm at work seven to two. I get off, eat, go to practice. I get home from practice around six, maybe six thirty. Then I eat dinner. By that time I'm like Now right, time for bed. Let's do it again. Yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah, you have to uh, you have to send it to me. But um, we'll move on to uh, to some NFL news. Two kind of I I don't want to say it's two big things coming out of Indianapolis, but the big thing is is the Colts have granted Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. Thoughts on that? And then let me hear some potential candidates of where you think he would be a good fit and who should pursue him. So as far as uh, my thoughts behind giving him the opportunity to speak to other speak to other teams, um, I think it was inevitable. It didn't really seem like it was a relationship that was worth salvaging. Well, it's crazy. Ursay said like a week ago, like, no, he's a Colt. Like, well, you know, we're gonna get a deal done. Then it's we're not gonna fucking pay him. Then we're like, it's just it's just been so back and forth. It's just been toxic as hell. Right. Right. So. I've also heard that when it comes to trading Jonathan Taylor, they are looking to receive day one compensation. Way too high. You're not going to get it. Way too high. Way too high. Yes. Jonathan Taylor has had one incredible season, one injury riddle season, and then a so-so rookie year. 
the, right. heading into heading into year four. They said they were looking for like CMC compensation, which is wild because the deal for CMC was already done. If you trade for Jonathan Taylor, you then also have to work out a contract for him. Right. Which that's that's the whole thing that's that's, that's the whole thing that goes along with it. I think compensation for Jonathan Taylor. I think you're going to get out of him what you gave to get him. Mm-hmm. Second round pick. Throw in a player, throw in another pick for cap purposes to free up free up an opportunity for you to spend money. Um, I saw on Twitter today that the Colts have rejected the Dolphins' first offer. I, yeah, I mean, I I saw that as well. I I don't know what you give up for him. Like me personally, I'd give you like maybe a third and a fifth, maybe a four, third and a six, something like that. But like anything other than that is just outrageous. Yeah. Um. So I personally think the Dolphins are going to be the team that ends up getting the deal done. I think a dark horse that you have to consider also. Um, I think there's two. Uh, I think one dark horse is the Panthers. Mm, okay. I think that's a team that could actually consider doing it. Because the Frank Reich ties? Yeah, the, the Frank Reich ties. All right. And um, I think a real dark horse, I think because he knows the last time that he had a back this dynamic as Jonathan Taylor, it was a Super Bowl team. I think that other team is the Rams. Hmm. I could, I could see Sean McVay saying, okay, you know what? Let's give this one more fucking shot. Let's trade a two. Give him a little bit of an extension. Maybe like a two-year, three-year extension. Mm-hmm. Give him like $33 million. That's $11 million a year. I don't think that I don't think that's too bad personally. Um, and just say, okay, look, we got the quarterback, we got the receiver, we got the running back, we have the best defensive player in football. Mm-hmm. Let's just go give this one more fucking shot. Fair, fair. Work with Todd Gurley when he when he was there. Could it work with? Um, could it work with Jonathan Taylor? I don't know, but th- those are three teams that I could see making. Making a run for it. If, if you're a Ravens fan, you've seen the tweet. We, the Ravens are not trading for Jonathan Taylor. No, our backfield is so crowded as it is. JK's the number one. Gus is the number two. Justice Hill has looked very good in the preseason. Uh, Keaton Mitchell is probably going to be number, RB number four. Like, he's so fast. I, I, don't, I, don't think there's a, I don't think there's a probably about it. We've seen nothing from Melvin Gordon. Keaton Mitchell's so fast. Good and night. Keaton Mitchell has done so much on the field already that um, you know it, it would it would be criminal not to put him on the active roster, not even on the practice squad. Because somebody can take him. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I, I think he has the potential to by the end of the year, fresh legs, mm-hmm. speed kills. Mm-hmm. There, I think there is the potential that he could be the backup to J.K. by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a world in where Gus Edwards end up, ends up being traded, get a little bit of compensation for him. I don't necessarily want that because I like Gus. Gus is a, just a consistent player. He's always going to get you a yard. He'll never lo- He's not going to lose you a yard. He may not take you to the house for 35, but he will move that ball forward at least one yard every time yeah, he I, touches it. I, I, I think the role that Gus would end up 
moving into. I think it would be like a, like a short down, like a short yardage back type of situation, mm-hmm. goal line. Because the dude does – I don't think he's ever fallen backwards in his career. I don't think so. Um, just, Justice Hill, like, he has flashed mm-hmm. every single time he gets an opportunity to touch the ball. There's one game – there's one carry a game where you're like, Damn. okay, this is why we still keep Justice Hill. Mm-hmm. But really the big reason why we still keep Justice Hill is because he's so valuable in the special teams. He's a very good special teams player. He's he's pro- he's probably the the best special teams player on the team. So th- there's I, I think I think his his spot in the, in the in the roster is definitely solidified because he is so good on special teams. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, where I see Jonathan Taylor, a couple dark horses. Obviously, the Bills. Um, they they could use a consistent runner, somebody like that. Like that'd be a perfect fit for him. I think he could he could be very effective in that offense. A kind of dark horse that I could see, and and it, it works because Jonathan Taylor is still on his rookie deal this season. The Kansas City Chiefs. I knew you were going to say that. I, I mean, it, I, I, had a I would be pissed. I would be livid if the NFL let the Kansas City Chiefs add Jonathan Taylor. I'd be livid. I mean, there is a room for that Clyde Edwards Hilaire possibly could be a uh, camp cut at the, at, the, at, the, at the training camp. Dude, at this point, give him a fucking third or fourth and a Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Be like, all right, look, here's another guy on a rookie deal. It's another body in the backfield. Right. Somebody. He's serviceable, but we don't want him. Then you rock with Isaiah Pacheco and Jonathan Taylor at running back? Good night. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor obviously be your RB1, but... Yeah, they're both still on rookie deals, so you're not paying either one of them shit. True, very true. Let me ask you this before we move on to the next topic um, pertaining to the Colts. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, um, if you're if you're if you're drafting tonight, tomorrow, whenever the hell you have a fantasy draft, with so much uncertainty surrounding Jonathan Taylor, where's the spot you keep your comfortable taking him? Because obviously, his skill set and his production on the field, he deserves to be a first round, second or early second round pick, right? Yeah. But with so much uncertainty surrounding his playing situation, where do you see a possible, uh, a, a realistic landing spot of him to go in, in fantasy drafts? I think the second round is a place for Jonathan Taylor. Um, like you said, his skill set is so valuable. Um, he's He is a very good running back when he's on his shit. Um, but it also depends where he goes with, do they have an offensive line? Um, what kind of os- offensive system? Are they running? Um, he's an okay catcher out of the backfield. It's serviceable. He can do it. He's not like CMC, Dalvin Cook, you know, Alvin Kamara-esque. He's, he's more of that straight line runner, just like uh, uh, Derek Henry. I mean, we've seen it. him playing the Ravens. You get him out on a little screen pass. He can make it fucking work. Like He's, he's, he's dynamic enough. He can do it. That's just not his skill set. That's yeah. not what he normally does. But, he looks like Josh Jacobs. Just a little bit more faster than Josh Jacobs as opposed to him being a bruiser. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty decent comp there. Um, I think second round is a good place for Jonathan Taylor, just because we don't know where he's going to go. Like heavens forbid, if he goes to if he goes to the place like the Eagles, that's been rumored as well. What does his share load look like with DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, um, and Jalen Hurts still running the ball? Like what does that what does that run share look like for him in a place like Buffalo? 
he'll obviously be the number one right off the rip over top of um, Zach Moss James, and Zach Moss. Yeah. And he broke his arm. Um, yeah. Uh, James Cook. That's what I meant. And, um, and Damian Harris, Jonathan Taylor would be RB one, obviously day one. Um, right now, according to ESPN, in PPR format, Jonathan Taylor is the 20th best player in fantasy football. And the second round. It really just depends on where he goes. That's a that's a second round flyer. I would feel okay, depending on your league format. We primarily play in a PPR format. I can tell you right now, probably not taking a running back in the second round. Um, the only reason I might take one in the first round is because I have a top five pick, and you can solidify one of those damn good running backs. Um, second round for me, Jonathan Taylor. That's the highest I could go on him. Yeah, I was, just, I was just curious about that. I figured I could just off some today's draft day. So. Today is draft day. Uh, but keeping it pushing, uh, Jim Ursay was actually on air talking to, uh, you know, the, the host of whatever network they were on for their preseason game. And he said that if they had the number one overall pick, that they would have drafted Anthony Richardson number one overall. That doesn't surprise me. Um you know, I mean, the t- everybody has seen the talent. I think I think everybody knows what the upside is, given what I th- I think given what their direction is with hiring Shane Steichen. Mm-hmm. I think he really he really elevated Jalen Hurst to a whole another level. I think seeing all of that, I think obviously that is the decision that they definitely wanted to go with. Um, him openly saying that that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Jim Irsay is this bolsterous guy. He likes to. He likes to make sure that his name is known, like what his what he's thinking is known. He's damn near as bad as Jerry Jones. Right. Um, he's just like Jerry Jones, except not as old. Um, Fair. But uh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I, I mean, you and I had had legitimate conversations during draft time of who is going to be the number one pick: Stroud, Young, Anthony Richardson. Those were all three guys that we mm. were you know, putting into consideration for the number one pick. So that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, Some, you know, some of it's definitely just come out, let me support my quarterback publicly, let me support my head coach publicly, because they did name him the week one starter. Like, Anthony yeah. Richardson, from the jump, he will be the starter for this team. Um, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the move. Put him out there. Let's get the lumps out of the way. Take care of business. Um, Surprise, but not unexpected. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm even really surprised. I, I could see a world where they let Gardner Minshew go and, um, you know, just let Anthony Richardson learn a little bit. But, um, man, they decided to just go Anthony Richardson day one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't blame them for doing that. Um, I, You know, I'm a massive Anthony Richardson fan. Uh, if it clicks, I think he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just has that skill set. Um so, um, best of luck to him. Hopefully, he can. Hopefully, he can do well. Is he someone that you're targeting in fantasy football as a possible back quarterback? It depends. I could entertain having Anthony Richardson in. Um, my pro- I, I just don't know what to expect out of that offense. They have some young talent over there. Michael Pittman Jr. He's kind of that short-handed, big-body receiver. I don't really know what to expect out of Josh Downs. Um, what does Alec Pierce look like again, year two, um, 
does that offensive line struggle again? Do they play pretty well without Jonathan Taylor? What's the fucking run game look like? Because Zach Moss is gone too. I genuinely have no clue who their starting running back is week one. Um, it might be Anthony Richardson. They might not run a running back. They might go empty backfield. According to... Uh, according to uh, ESPN, their third string running back... Well, it says Zach Moss is questionable. He broke his arm. It says he's questionable. I highly doubt it, but... I mean, uh, Kenyon Drake is probably Kenyon Drake or Jake Funk. I would imagine are probably Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake will probably be the day one starter over there. I'm just looking at the roster, and that's that's who I uh, probably Kenyon Drake. Jake Funk is the number two. Shout out Maryland. As of six hours ago, Zach Moss is at his early season Colts running back of Jonathan Taylor is interesting. Kind of rushing him back, but is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe healthy. I don't know. I don't know. The last I heard, he broke his arm, so I was like, oh, well, that's six to eight weeks." And that's just like that's six to eight weeks for the average Joe Schmo for you and I to like get back to doing what we got to do. This motherfucker, you're telling me he's he's throwing out Heisman's with a broken arm. So he was injured three weeks ago, and it was labeled as a four to six week injury. So this would be week number four, right? Week five and then week six. Week six would leave you into week one. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's not too that's not too bad of a timeline. Yeah, that's just crazy. Broken arm. We're, we're gonna go out there and have him take contact. Well, I mean, I get it. It is what it is. You're in the business of winning, but that's crazy. Right. Uh, moving on, though. I have a question for you. It's a pretty big topic going on right now. Um, so Sam Darnold has been named the number two quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. So my question for you, is it bigger for the team that they hit on Brock Purdy in the seventh round or that they missed and traded up for Trey Lance and traded away all these picks, and they and they missed on this pick. Which one is bigger for that franchise? Um, I don't know if I would consider it a hit. I think it would. I think I would consider it more of like a stu- a lucky stumble on Brock Purdy. Um, I mean, they got it right, so we got to call it a hit. Like, well, we, we'll see. But I mean, so far he's undefeated in games that he starts and finishes. That's very true. Um, one. So what I will say is. I honestly think so. So right now, I don't think you can because okay. So I don't think you can really elevate the Brock Purdy selection too too much this year already, um, because it's been seven eight games, right? It's it's it, it's not like Brock Purdy is going out there and he's you know it, it, he isn't the reason why the team is winning. He's just the reason why the team is losing. It's fair. I mean, that's all you have right. to do in that Kyle Shanahan offense. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't really want to say that it's a bigger deal they missed on Trey Lance. Um, 
But for the sake of the conversation, since I have to pick one or the other, I can't, I can't just balk off the conversation and just, and just dance my way around it. For the sake of the conversation, it is a bigger deal they miss on Trey Lance. Um, so number one, I think I think Trey Lance is a guy who kind of it's kind of really isn't getting. So number one, he's not making the most of his opportunities. Yeah, I I, I, I can say that um, from from what it seems, from what I've heard, uh, from how it's portrayed, it doesn't seem like he's really making the most out of his opportunity. But but at the same time. I also feel like he's not getting as much of an opportunity as he probably deserves. It's fair. Incredibly, ta- incredibly talented. Yes, he played in a run-first offense in North fucking Dakota. Didn't have to throw the ball a lot. I think he's thrown the ball 400 times since uh, he has started his college career. Mm. Freshman year to now, he's thrown about 400 passes. So... That's not a lot. That's a whole season's worth of passing for a lot of NFL quarterbacks. So that part is not very is not encouraging. But at the same time, I also feel like he hasn't really got the opportunity that he probably deserves. The talent is there. I mean, you it, like plus arm talent, very mobile, fast quarterback. I feel like he's not really getting the opportunity that he deserves in that offense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the whole conversation, like like. Like your closing remarks on the Zach, when we were talking about Zach Moss, we're in the business of winning. I'm not. The unfortunate thing is, I don't have the luxury to sit around and wait for you to develop. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that they were hopeful that he would develop a lot faster than he did, uh, and if that was the case, then he fit their timeline. But let's just be honest: the 49ers are a win-now team. That is their timeline. Unfortunately, we just don't have time for you to fuck around and finally get it together um but i do think that it's a bigger deal that they missed on that pick than hit on brock purdy because when you look back at that draft that was a loaded draft class absolutely loaded with top end talent and they traded away three first round picks to the dolphins that they then used to draft Jalen waddle acquire tyreek hill and um... bradley chubb Eventually, Bradley Chubb. That, that one's going on, but, but the other two, the, the other two are paying dividends. Paying dividends. So just, I'm sure some of you guys have already seen the graphic on the internet, but originally the 49ers had the number 12 overall pick. That pick went to, um, went to the Dallas Cowboys, who selected Micah Parsons. That's ridiculous. Number 11. The Bears took Justin Fields. Number 10, the Eagles took Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner. Number 9, the Broncos took Patrick Sertan. And number 8, the Panthers took J.C. Horn. At 7, the Lions took Penny Sewell. Uh, at 6, the Dolphins took Jalen Waddell. At 5, the Bengals took Jamar Chase. And at number 4, right after Trey Lance, the Falcons took Kyle Pitts. Now, granted, Kyle Pitts... You don't really need him with George Kittle over there, although that would be kind of lethal. Um, there's a lot of good players that they passed up on to take Trey Lance. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. We can all sit here and judge the pick. Um, I would hate to be in that situation. Actually, I would love to be in that situation. But um, that's a tough decision. You know, you know one thing. One thing that I will say also, you know, okay, they didn't necessarily have to draft Kyle Pitts because they already have uh, George Kittle there. But at the same time. 
They didn't need to draft Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. or Jalen Waddle because they have Debo and Brandon Ayuk. Sure. Debo, um, Michael Parsons would have been nice, but but at the same time, if you choose to put him at linebacker, he's not eating, he's not eating into Fred Warner snaps. If you choose to put him at edge rusher, he's not eating into the Nick Bosa snaps. Well, the thing is, is like Michael Parsons would be like an outside linebacker, whereas Fred Warner is a middle linebacker, so he wouldn't eat up those snaps at all. Um, and I mean, heavens forbid, you put him on the other end of the line, like you got Nick Bosa on one side and <laughs> Michael Parsons on the other. There's not an offensive line good enough in this league to stop that. Right, but I, I, I guess I guess the point that I'm making is when you when you take a look at what the roster looked like back during that draft, their one big glaring need was that quarterback. 100% agree, and of course with Trevor Lawrence going number one, Zach Wilson going number two, at that point you're kind of picking between Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. In my opinion, I would have taken Justin Fields. They took, they took the wrong fucking quarterback. The they did. They took the wrong quarterback. Yes. They, bo- they both took the wrong quarterback. I pounded the drum for day one, I pounded the drum for day one and said Justin Fields should be the second quarterback taken off the board. Well, the thing is, is like Justin Fields and Trey Lance, very similar play styles, right? Like the only thing is, is Justin Fields is a much more refined passer of the football. I think also, I think also the big reason is, I, 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 I think had he have not gotten hurt last year, I think, he, I think this would have been an entirely different conversation. For sure, because. You know, what if Justin Fields had gotten hurt last year and they had to roll with somebody else? Then are they like, well, looked like shit his rookie year. Didn't really look great through the first quarter and a half we saw this year. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. We could sit here and and play the what-if game for the next hour and a half if we wanted to. Um, But Justin Fields, I feel, should have... I feel like he kind of got misvalued in that draft. My thing is with Trey Lance versus Justin Fields, would you rather have a guy that had success? He he was recruited to Georgia, a, a SEC powerhouse, left because he wasn't getting the play, playing time, went to Ohio State, a Big Ten powerhouse, and a college football powerhouse, two very big powerhouses in college football, and had I success. Say, I, I, I would say the, big, the biggest brand in college football. Probably, I, I, I'd say if if not one A, then one B behind Bama. Um, yeah. But he had success at Ohio State in that Big Ten conference against NFL defenses, against NFL defensive linemen, NFL corners, NFL safeties. Um, granted, he had NFL wide receivers and NFL offensive linemen. But why is that a knock? Why are we knocking a guy for succeeding with what he should have in the NFL? Like, why is that such a bad thing? Why, are, like, why do we always knock people for that? It's like, oh, well, look at what he did with these shit players against shit players. Why is that so much more valuable than, well, I say shit players, but they're playing FCS at North Dakota State, I believe. Still Division One. it's just FCS. But, like, why, why is that more valuable than succeeding against guys that will get drafted to the NFL? I've never understood that. It's almost the same thing of 2018, Baker. You know, for the, for the same reason that Justin Fields did not go higher in the draft over Zach Wilson, over Trey Lance, mm-hmm. for the exact same reason, 
Baker Mayfield to play number one. Because, oh, look what he did in that offense. Look what he did with all these playmakers around him. That guy's a winner. He has to be a winner. Okay, well, if memory serves me correctly, Justin Fields led his team to two straight college, college football semifinal appearances. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Baker did, too. But Baker got fucking annihilated. No. No? Did they not? Uh, the one that I remember, I believe we did make it to two. Uh, no. The one with you're Baker. thinking of... With, ba- with, Baker, with Baker, I think you, you only had to have made it to two. So, to that... Okay, so perfect. For that, we lost in, like, double overtime to Georgia. And uh, Baker was flick, uh, flick. Sick with the flu. Baker had himself a flu game. I could have. Uh, let's see. What was that final? Bro, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doubting you. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to pull it up now to see. No, I think the game you're thinking of is. I think that was the Kyler Murray year against Joe Burrow in LSU. 2018 Rose Bowl, 54-48, yep. we lost in like double overtime to Georgia that game. I remember watching that game and I was fucking heartbroken because we could have won that game. I just wanted to, I just want the box score. That's all I fucking want at this point, please. Uh... 23 to 35, 287, two touchdowns and a pick. Not 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 knocking it, but you know, for for the same reason that Baker Mayfield went number one was the same reason why they didn't let they didn't pick Justin Fields higher. True. I also I just want to pause real quick. I also just want to remind everybody in that game that Georgia backfield consisted of Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, and DeAndre Swift. That was their three running backs for Georgia. They those three ran for three hundred and seventeen yards and five touchdowns. Listen, I don't know if you're trying to gain sympathy over this, but it's been a while now. No, I just want everybody to understand that is ridiculous. <laughs> And that's after they had 15 yards taken away from them from Jake Fromm and team. <laughs> that's what it just says, team, minus two. I don't know what that means, but that's just what it says. Probably an offensive lineman jumping on a fumble. Dick. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I, I understand why, why you are going to take guys like Justin Fe- or like Trey Lance and like and Zach Wilson over, over guys who were established winners like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You see the skills of what they have. You see the intangibles, and it's almost and it's like okay, let's mold him to how we want him to play. Put him in our system, a system we think is going to work for him, and let his skills just shine. Yeah. So like on the surface, it makes sense, but at the same time, sometimes sometimes you just have to go with the fucking winner. Mm-hmm. I go back. To, I go back to 2018. It worked for Josh Allen. Josh Allen was that guy who was like, okay, look, if this works, watch what we can do with it. I'm in there. 
right? One up in Orioles. Um, Mountie hit a home run. Yahtzee. But, like, why was the most winning quarterback of that draft taken 36? He was doing he was doing more with less. Yeah. And winning. But the ACC was actually still fucking good. Man, those Louisville Louisville versus Clemson games were wild. They were fucking wild. They were wild. But again, like you said, we could be on a topic like this for an hour. This would literally take an entire fucking episode if we decided to play the fucking weather. Yeah, we're not going to, but we could. So let's keep it pushing here because we are we're running out of time quickly. Um, award I predictions. Pick, I pick nine. I'm straight. I'm not. I pick fourth, very early in the draft, um, and I feel like everybody knows who's going number one. If you have the number one pick, you know who's going number one. I believe it's Casey. She better take Justin Jefferson, or I will quit this league. Um, that escalated quickly. Um, Award predictions for the NFL. Let's just kind of give me give me some um, a few of the big ones here. I know I'm going to jot down mine. I just want to see if I'm if I'm right later in life. Um, so let's start with the big one. MVP. Who's your MVP? I'm not even worried about that. I'm just I'm literally just going to tell you who I think it's going to be. We'll go back and look at the odds later. You're taking you're taking Action Jackson. I yeah I'm 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 taking Lamar. Okay. Um. If 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 this offense becomes what everybody says it's going to be, there's no reason why Lamar is not going to be MVP. Okay. Um. Oh. Breaking news from Adam Schefter. The 49ers are sending their former number three overall pick, Trey Lance, to the Dallas Cowboys for a mid-round draft pick. There it is. Breaking news from Adam Schefter. Wow, okay. Breaking news on the podcast. Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy. Trey Lance is now the backup in Dallas. Um, My MVP pick... I do want to say Lamar Jackson. Um, I think um, I'm going to. I'm going to say Lamar. I have high hopes. I have high hopes for this offense. Um, I think uh, I think he's going to be able to return to to that to that form. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm really, I'm really excited for what, for what he's going to use here, and I think it's going to, I think he's going to dominate for sure. Um, let's go to offensive player of the year. Who you got? All right, this is definitely going to be a little bit more of a dark horse. Um, I'm going with uh, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard for offensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott has gone from the team that's 250 touches that are now up for grabs. Mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn has looked really, really good in the preseason. He'll probably be RB2 mm-hmm. there in Dallas, but at the same time, they're going to force feed that fucking ball to Chris Brown. Fair. That, as, 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 as long as he doesn't get overworked, I, I think that offense is going to run through him, not through Dak Prescott, and I, it, that, that is going to be their only saving grace if they are going to um, make that, this is our year. <laughs> 
Fair. Um, hmm. I mean, I haven't thought about this at all. Like, I'm literally just off the dome here thinking about this. Um, I think somebody that I could see winning Offensive Player of the Year. Ha. Ha, ha, ha. Put a little thought into this. Put, put actually a little bit, little bit of thought into this. I think it could be Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams? I like that. Um, out there in, in in Las Vegas, slept on. Josh McDaniels, I think, is going to scheme some shit open for him. And um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is, is going to force feed him the ball. Like He's going to be like, you know what? That's my safety blanket. Work for Aaron Rodgers. Why the fuck can't it work for me? And he's just going to feed him the ball. I like that. How about defensive player of the year? You know what? I'll let you, I'll give you a second to think about it because I'm looking at it as I go. Um, I'm not necessarily basing this off of um, the odds, but I'm taking them into consideration. Um, hold on. Um, I think it's going to be Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons? Uh, I do. I think. Um... With Joey Bosa potentially holding out, I don't know if they ever got his contract situation figured out. Um, I was kind of torn between Michael Parsons and TJ Watt, but I think I'm going to go Michael Parsons. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm actually going to go with um, Quinnen Williams. Mm. Uh, it's a guy, guy, a guy who dropped a lot of weight and still looks just as explosive um, in Jets camp so far. I think it's going to be Quinnen Williams. Okay. All right. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. Who you got? I don't know what else. Um, I, there's an obvious answer that I would love to say, but I'm not going to. Say Flowers. Because I'm, go, I'm going to. I'm going. I'm not going to. I'm not going to really put incredibly lofty expectations on Zay Flowers. Um, I'm going with. Um, My pick for offensive rookie of the year is going to be Anthony Richardson. Going uh, AR-15. AR-15. All right. That's going to be my offensive rookie of the year. Timber asked me the same question. I told him the same thing. Sticking with my answer. Um, I think he's going to do pretty big things for the Colts. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go Bijan. Yeah. That, 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 that's, like, that's like my 1A, 1B. Bijan's gonna get a lot, gonna get a lot of touches there. Um, it's gonna be really, really exciting um, to see what he can do. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about what, about what he's gonna do. Defensive rookie of the year. Um, Jalen Carter. Okay. I've, I've. He sounds like a fucking man on a mission in, in camp. Like that offensive line has to scheme for him every day. That's an all-pro offensive line. Yeah, I think I agree with you that it's going to be Jalen Carter. Um, I think he's just going to he's just going to shock the league a little bit, and they're going to be like, "Oh shit! All right, he's bigger and faster than we thought." Shit. He's going to annihilate people. I think. Yeah. I I really don't think it's even going to be close. I think I think that's going to be the biggest margin 
Um, when it comes time for betting, that's there's going to be the biggest gap between first and second place. Mm-hmm. Um, second place, Dark Horse. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. Okay. Yeah. That's... All right. Comeback player of the year. No, I think I lost Poppy. No. Hold up. We got him back here in just one second. Hold up. We're getting him back. Maybe. Maybe. Teams, don't you fail me now. Microsoft Teams, don't you fail me now. Come on. Don't fail me. Don't you fail me. You get on here. You do it, teams. I think it failed again. Dang. Dang, dang, dang. Alright, here we go. Let's try again. Third time has to be the charm, right? I can hear you. I can hear you now as well. Third time has to be the charm. I just gotta wait for the for the picture to cut, pop back up here. Hold up, it's trying. Yeah, because the only thing I'm looking at right now on my screen is just a picture of me. It's 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 trying. Hey, we made it almost an hour without any issues. I know. It's just fucking crazy. Like, what are the fucking odds? Let me turn off my camera and turn it back on. There we go. We're popping. Oh, there. Let me pop it back on. Leave it on. There we my go. Camera's back. My camera's back on. I can hear you. We're good. So We're good. You can see me? I can see you. Comeback player of the year. Who you got? I can't, I can't see you, but it is what it is. I guess I, guess I really don't have to in order to, keep, in order to keep going. That's fair. Um, comeback player of the year, Tamar Hamlin. I got Calvin Ridley. I, 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 think, I think that Tamar Hamlin died in Cincinnati on the football field. And now he's playing again. I just... I, I I don't see any realm of possibility where it's not him. It's a great story, but if Calvin really goes out and puts up fucking numbers, then you got to give it to him. That's very true. That's very true. I appreciate the story, but... I mean, it's almost the same way with Alex Smith. I mean, Alex Smith was out losing his leg, and then he actually won games in the NFL again. Right. Right. Uh, Coach of the year, who you got? This is one I didn't even put any thought into. Um, I'll pull one out of my ass here. I got Doug Peterson. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, I'll take Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go Dan Campbell. Love it. All right, let's keep it pushing here, wrap it up, and um, we'll talk a little bit of baseball. Big thing going on in the baseball world right now. Shohei Otani tore his UCL. Needs Tommy John surgery to fix it. Um, I think he's still a lock for AL MVP. Yeah. But it's definitely a blow for the Angels who were trying to make that like wild card push. Um, don't think it's going to work out for him. No, and not, um, not at this point. Um, so so the, the the whole injury that does not that's not going to keep him out of the lineup as far as batting goes. He's still in the lineup. He's still hitting, but pitching, he's done for the year. Um, I think 
it, it's incredibly, incredibly bad timing. Yeah. Right before, right before free agency, a guy who can do hitting and pitching uh, becoming available at the level that he does it. I, I, I don't think you'll see it again in the MLB for probably a while. You'll eventually start to see it more and more often, but um, not right now. He's the only guy, the only person of his kind that's doing it at the MLB level. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate to see him now becoming one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. He's still a superstar doing that one-dimensional thing that he does in hitting. Fair. But um, now the unfortunate thing is that contract went from about like five, six hundred million, probably going to be down around like the four hundred million. Because now you're not paying for a hitter and a pitcher. You're not paying for a guy who is individually going to win you a game. Yeah. He can pitch nine, hit two bombs, you win two nothing. Right. Um, now you're paying for a guy who's just going to be a hitter for you at least, or at least for the next year and a half. Mm. Um, so very unfortunate that he is now not going to be able to pitch. Unfortunately, he's not going to be able to cash in on what he does. With that said, he's still going to make three, four hundred million dollars. So he'll do fine financially. He's going to do. He's going to do just fine financially. Yeah. Still, still unfortunate. You know, not going to discredit one way or another. Um, it's still very unfortunate that he has to go through what he is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really feel sorry for the Angels, but I do feel sorry for him. I agree. I do agree. Um, and then just another news, of course, you know, we got to talk about it. The Baltimore Orioles um, still have a two-game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays um, for not only the AL East lead, but the AL lead in total. Um, they're sitting at 79-48. and 48. Looking damn good. I think we have around 35 games left in the season. We are... Maybe 33 games since we're playing one now. 34 in that case, then. Boom, what'd I tell you? Playing the Colorado Rockies at home. We're currently up to nothing. Uh, I think Colorado got swept by Tampa Bay. Probably. Colorado's not very good. Last series, yeah, their bullpen's pretty fucking abysmal. Colorado currently sitting at 48 and 79. Uh, which is the exact opposite of what our record is. So um, how about it? <laughs> how fucking about it? Currently up to nothing in the bottom of the second right now. Uh, nobody out. Jordan Westberg currently on first with Ryan McKenna coming to bat. Um, in case you missed it, today's lineup is Rutschman DHing, Mountcastle first, out there in right, who has been red. Then Hayes. In left, Gunner at third, James McCann catching, Westberg at second, McCann in center, and Jorge Mateo playing short. There we go. There we go. So we're looking forward to uh, the Orioles wrapping up this fantastic season, seeing if they can close it out. Some playoff baseball in Baltimore. Finally, there's a lot of shit going on with the owner. We don't have time to talk about that today. Also, I, re- I, want to I re- yeah, I really don't want to. I really don't want to give him any more attention than he fucking already has. I hate that guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Andrews fan. No. Not, not one bit. I will say next Wednesday if you're off, 105 Orioles game versus the White Sox. Catch me down there. I'll be there. Um, got tickets today. Me and Tyler are going. Nice. So, um, yeah. 
hopefully going to get one more game in before the playoffs start. And then lock talk, buddy, the rock. I love it. I love it. Well, I tell you what, buddy. Let's go ahead. Let's hop one out of here. We gave it a shot. Hopefully it turns out well for everybody. Um, Fingers crossed. If it doesn't, we will be back next week with audio only. Yeah, because I'm not doing uh, this shit again. This was a yeah. nightmare. Re- regardless if this worked or not, you're not going to see us for a, for a few weeks. It's just it's going to be just straight audio. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure out how to get that done. Uh, I might have to swing by and grab the soundboard, but that's fine. Yeah, we'll figure it out regardless. Um, let's go ahead and get on out of here. Draft starts in 11 minutes. Very excited. First one of the year. Been waiting for it all week long. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck to you in fantasy this week, bud. Good luck, buddy. Good luck to you in the draft. I'm sure I'll be talking to you throughout. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll try again next week, man. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next time. We'll try to get going here um, pretty soon. Do another episode. But, you know, first game next Friday at Smithsburg. Big, uh, big thing going on. So, um yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can hop on, maybe next weekend, something like that. Well, that's yeah, Labor Day weekend, it's probably not, but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely figure it out. But um, we'll go ahead and get to it. I'll let you go ahead and go back to evening. I got a pack, and then I got a car drive ahead of me after I do my draft. So there you go. All right, buddy, you have yourself a good weekend. You guys have a good weekend as well. Stay safe, make good choices. We'll catch you guys next time. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.